Hello, and welcome to Ready to Go with Pastor Jackie. I'm your host, Reverend Dr. Jacqueline Reagan, pastor of Run With Endurance Ministries. I am the founder of Encouraging the Prophetic Woman and founder of the Northeast Ohio Symposium on D-Men Project Research. Thanks for joining us today. Um, We're in the middle of a series on vocational choices for women ministers. Today, uh, I just want to have a brief interlude and talk about um, dealing with difficult people. And that might seem strange to have this episode right in the middle of the series, but I'm realizing after talking to my colleagues and having them on the show that one of the deterrents to um, answering the call to one of the deterrents to stepping out into your your destiny um, is difficult people either watching a leader deal with difficult people and saying well that's not for me or to deal with difficult people in your life while you're struggling with your call and so today I want to provide some encouragement and uh, to give you um, a couple of, th- of uh, things that will help you um, in this endeavor. So what I want to say today is, or what I am saying today, is when you're dealing with people who are difficult, especially if you're called to serve, is you can choose to pray and worship like David you can serve like Paul, forgive like Jesus, and you can find some peace in what God has called you to if you remember that he is grooming you for a greater purpose. So let me talk about that a little bit. And what do I mean by pray and worship like David? Well, Most of you probably are familiar with Psalms 23, and I'll read it to you, but I know that some of you know this by heart. If you're like me, you had to memorize this when you were a kid, and uh, it might have saved you or given you some peace during difficult times in your life. And so, and I'm reading from the NASB, Psalms 23, and King David says this. He says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy, and you have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, this should be your mantra when you are dealing with difficult people. Because uh, King David has given us the prayer and the worship, and and it delights me that prayer and worship in the same uh, pericope, in the same uh, piece of of Scripture, there's also always going to be a time where you need the Lord to lead you beside still waters because people are opposing you. People are giving you a difficult time. They are causing 
um, some problems in your life. And especially if these are people you have to care for, not just people um, at the church, if you serve in the church and not just people in your workplace, but also your family members, your, your spouse, your children, your parents, your siblings. When you have to care for other people, it's, it's stressful enough. But when they're giving you a hard time, <laughs> you have to have a mantra. <laughs> and the 23rd Psalms is definitely it. You have to ask the Lord, okay, where is that still water? Leave me by, by that pasture and help me to see while I'm being still. Because there's a lot that you could be missing uh, when you're not still, when you're struggling. And so Psalms 27 and 11 says, Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in the plain path because of my enemies. Because when you're in a plain path, you can see them coming. When you're, in a, when you're beside still waters, when you're, when you're in a place where you're keeping still, you can notice what's going on with other people and notice what's going on with yourself. And you can get some restoration, too, because uh, you're not struggling. You're letting God be God. And so when people are being difficult, um, you can also map out for yourself a judgment-free zone. You know, that's some place that you can go and have some peace. That's a place where you can go to talk to people who aren't going to judge you, uh, talk to someone that's not going to criticize you. And just say what you have to say and get it off your chest. Um, people can retaliate too, which may uh, cause a struggle for you. But the psalmist would say that um, the Lord is your shepherd. He also is the one that looks out for you. And he says, even though I walk in the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil. So retaliation is evil. And so don't fear that because the Lord has your back. He is your rear guard. He is your strong tower. Uh, he is the one who sees. Think about all those names that you call him by and every facet of him uh, that's a reflection in those names. Uh, he is that to you. And so you have to remember that when people are trying to give you a hard time, you can pray the 23rd Psalm, especially if you're beside yourself and you can't even think of anything else to say. You can repeat those words and know, too, that he prepares a table before you in the presence of that enemy, meaning that he spreads things out for others to see that they aren't able to corrupt uh, because the Lord has done what the doors are open that the, no man can shut, the, that they're open by God. A table prepared for you cannot be disrupted uh, by man. That is a table that is prepared by God. And so... We want to pray and worship the Lord when people are giving us a hard time. Because when we retaliate, what I like to tell people is, you know, you come out of your flesh, you get flesh in return. You, you clap back at people, they're going to clap back at you. So it's best to let the Holy Spirit <laughs> deal with people for you. Now, that doesn't mean you're a doormat. I mean, you got to stand up for yourself and you have to stand up to evil. But you, you don't fight um, people on your own. Uh, that's not what you want to do. You want to recognize God for who he is and who he is to you and who he needs to be uh, to you at that moment where you just feel like railing against someone. And so that's part of the wisdom I want to share with you 
uh, today. Also, I want you to uh, serve like Paul. Paul says that the grace of the Lord is sufficient for you, which it is. It is indeed sufficient for you. It's, and he says that, um, that grace is given in the measure according to the dictates of God. And sometimes we get bogged down or sometimes we become resentful because we see the grace that's poured out for other people. Well, the grace of the Lord is sufficient for them too. And we may think, well, that's not fair because um, why should they get so much grace and they're giving me a hard time? Well, the reality is the portion that's attributed to you is for you. And what's attributed to them is for them. Maybe you don't need as much grace because you're, you are mature in the way that you think. And maybe they're immature. You don't know what people deal with in the middle of the night. You don't know what insecurities they live with, despite what they're saying to you. It could be they're giving you a hard time because their uh, self-esteem is low or because they're afraid that you're going to walk away. So they want to try to drive you away instead with the things they say and do. Or they could be struggling with a mental illness and so that maybe even bipolar disorder. And maybe thinking that the very people who are trying to help them uh, is trying to hurt them. And so you don't know who's living with that. So <clears throat> don't be hung up on the grace that seems to be afforded to someone else. That's sufficient for them. The Lord's grace is sufficient for you in the measure that you get it. And you should cling to that and, and serve as Paul did, granting grace to others in the measure that you want poured back into your lap, pressed down shaking together running over and then also there's forgiveness it's a hard thing to forgive somebody while they're injuring you or while they're uh, struggling with you or while they're talking bad about you or talking back to you it's a hard thing but it's something we have to learn to do for our own soul's sake um, practice forgiveness as self-care practice it as self-care you can't keep things bottled up. You can't thrive on bitterness. You can't move forward on what's strangling you. And if you hang on to forgiveness to keep you company, you know, all of the f evil forces of the enemy will keep you company too. And so no good thing is going to come out of your thinking. Your creativity is going to be held up. Your, your intellect will be uh, enslaved. Um, you don't want that. You don't want things turning on your body where you're becoming uh, ill uh, because of, of unforgiveness. You want to let that go. Jesus says 70 times 70, which means just a lot. Because <laughs> if you're raising kids 70 times 70, you, if that's the measure, if, if you want to take that literally, your, your kids, are, your, especially if you have teenagers, they're going to use up their 70 times 70 <laughs> chances for forgiveness probably in a day or two or three. <laughs> so he means 70 times 70 means, means a lot, and it means over and over again. And so I want to uh, per, try to persuade you to pray and worship like David in the 23rd Psalms. And serve like Paul with grace and extend that grace to others without 
uh, without jealousy or envy. And then forgive like Jesus, practice that self-care. And you really do need that peace of mind that comes from forgiveness as self-care. And then lastly, I want you to remember that you have been called for a greater purpose. God is grooming you for a greater purpose. And it says in Genesis 45 and 4, Then Joseph said to his brothers, Please come closer to me. And they came closer. And he said, I'm your brother Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. Now do not be grieved or angry with yourself because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. And so Joseph had a a difficult time trying to understand why God would have him go through so much. Well, the Lord was grooming him for a greater purpose to preserve life, not not just the life of his family, but for a nation and and for also for uh, uh, the authorities that he worked for. And, and just had uh, called him for a greater purpose after years and years and years of suffering and uh, dealing with injustice and dealing with the injury done to him uh, by his brothers. Um, God just so blessed him in the end. And the blessing to me, the greater blessing, was for him to realize that God sent him ahead of his family to preserve life and lives. And so we, we struggle with difficult people. We're not mindful, but you have to keep, you have to get past that through your prayer and worship and forgiveness. And remember that you get to charge this to God's account, <laughs> whatever you're going through. And I don't mean that there's going to be untold blessings for you by way of stuff. Um, there's a lot of preachers who are preaching that, so I'm not going to get into that. Although there, that's, that is true. What I'm trying to get you to understand is there is a greater purpose and there are heavenly blessings, uh, that man can't grant to you that are, that await you. There is, um, greater maturity. There is peace. There's understanding. There's wisdom, things of God in his, in his heavenly treasuries that he can grant to you and will grant to you. Uh, when you finally realize why he called you, and you may think you know now why, but I'm I'm going to say uh, just hang in there because if you're struggling and you haven't seen the greater purpose yet, you haven't seen it. He even if you're prophetic and he's giving you a glimpse, you just you only have seen a small bit of that. And so I want you to to think about um, what I'm saying to you. Uh, right in the midst of your, your struggle. And if you have to lament about your loved ones or other people, do, do it with someone who loves them too. Don't uh, rail and rant with people who don't like your, your spouse or don't like your kids or don't like your parents because they're just going to undergird the negativity. If you have to say what you have to say, you know, choose to talk to somebody who has their best interest at heart and yours, a mature Christian, someone who listen, or just someone who is good at, um, good at listening. But that's what I wanted to say to you today. I just wanted to, um, to just drop this uh, out there for whoever needs to hear it. Um, just if it's, if it's your parents and you're like me where your parents have gotten older, <clears throat> and now you're the caregiver. Sometimes they're not the most cooperative 
or you could have uh, children and, you know, teenagers don't necessarily um, see the value in what you have to say or how you're trying to groom them. They'll thank you later. later. They might be 40 before they thank you. <laughs> but <laughs> teenagers are a good example of taking care of difficult people. They don't, they don't see the value in what you're doing, but you have to hang in there anyway. And you have to forgive them for the things they do, the things they do outright and the passive aggressive stuff they do too. Um, or it could be a sibling you have to care for. Maybe you have a sibling that has special needs. Or you might have a boss that really is difficult. Or maybe your, your employer is unhappy and takes that out on you. Or you have employees that are ungrateful, but you, you know that you need them to work for you. Um, it, it could be anyone. It could be people in the congregation that don't appreciate the good work that you do. Um, it could be uh, parishioners that you have charge over. You're the pastor or you're the executive minister and they don't uh, appreciate uh, what you do for them and they're struggling against you. It could be anybody. It could be a friend of yours. It could be anybody. Um, it could be anybody. You could work at a, a nursing facility and maybe the patients don't appreciate you or you're a, or you're a physician and they don't appreciate you um, at your office or a hospital could be anything, but I'm here to tell you that you've been called and you're in the right place and it might seem like a tight space, but you have to learn what you need to learn in that tight space because it will be profitable to you later. It'll be profitable to you when the Lord reveals to you what all that was about. In the meantime, 23rd Psalms, make it your prayer in the midst of that. Just take parts of that uh, scripture. Just take parts of it and repeat it to yourself when you're feeling stressed and pressured. Pray like David. Worship like David. Worship means ascribe worth to the Lord. You know, so... Sing praises to him if you can't, if you're beside yourself, you know, just recognize who he is uh, in the middle of your calling out to him for a rescue. Then serve like Paul with grace and applaud the grace that God gives to those who are difficult because they need it. Forgive like Jesus. Uh, Jesus is, was remarkable and is remarkable in that regard. And so you might turn to some scripture and read about how when he, when he hung on that cross, um, he asked the Lord to forgive the people. That's, that's difficult. And, but it's no less difficult for us um, as well. But we need that peace of mind that comes from forgiveness. And remember, you are being groomed. You are being groomed for something great. And according to what the Lord needs to have happen in the world, Kingdom people solve kingdom problems. And the Lord will groom you to, to be a problem solver and he'll reveal it to you when the time comes. So I hope that helps. And I hope that dealing with difficult people does not discourage you from answering that call. I hope it doesn't discourage you from being a pioneer. My prayer is that it doesn't. Um, I had an uncle who was a pastor and I watched how people treated him and 
So being a pastor was not something that I endeavored to do until I realized um, there's also greater joy I was missing as well, and that was just being service to God. And uh, I'm going to be praying for you, each of you. I don't know you or know who you are, but I can lift up a prayer to the Lord that you are able to uh, be strong, that you are able to endure, that you're able to find some joy and peace uh, in the midst of this um, challenging time, uh, dealing with people who uh, struggle with you, who don't appreciate you. I certainly uh, understand what that's like, but I also know that you can come through it. You can get through it and um, definitely going to be uh, continually praying for you. In the meantime, in the meantime, also consider your vocational choice. Um, don't struggle with that either. Just know that um, when the appointed time comes, you'll be ready to launch. In the meantime, this is Pastor Jackie saying you are loved, you're in the right place, God has you, he'll look out for you. And until next time, uh, stay strong. This is Ready to Go with Pastor Jackie. See you, talk to you next time.